Hey guys, welcome to the Google Podcast. I am your host, Bob Watson, and I'm doing a solo episode today. I've not done one for a while because I've kind of just been filling my time up doing lots of great interviews with people. So I've just been sort of accelerating with that. I've been doing other things as well, um, some of my own uh, short videos and some guided meditations. And I'm now getting into sharing a lot more recipes and stuff like that. So I haven't really been focused on doing these solo ones. I've kind of just let the momentum go with the with the interviews. Well, anyway, in today's episode, I am going to share what I've learned the past two years running this podcast. Uh, you know, I've, I've just gone over 50 episodes, so I feel like I've learned a lot. And I think why it can be helpful is because if someone else is thinking about starting their own podcast or generally just starting something else, you know, I think you don't just have to be thinking about starting a podcast. Some of the things that I'm going to talk about here can be applied to, to other things, but it is going to be mostly about, you know, how to create a podcast. So, before I want to get into it, guys, I just want to say for those who have been supporting me along the way, I really appreciate it. You know, the ones who've been leaving me nice comments and uh, been sharing this podcast and been subscribing to the channels and stuff like that. And also those who are actually signed on onto my Patreon page, literally for the price of a cup of coffee a month, you can help support this podcast, help me to continue to interview interesting guests, people who are inspiring me, who um, who are hopefully inspiring quite a few of you guys as well. And yeah, you can, I'll leave a link to that. So anyone that feels like supporting this podcast and becoming a member of it, they can do on my Patreon page. So anyway, let's move on into today's episode. So like I say, the title of it is called Go For It, How to Create Your Own Podcast. And, you know, the truth is like anything you start something new, we can find things a little bit daunting. We can doubt ourselves. We can think, why bother doing it when there's so many other people doing something new? What difference am I going to make? And you know, these are all little voices that come up in the mind and we have to do our best to to move through that and just think you know what sod it let's go for it what's the worst that can happen and the thing is is we end up procrastinating about stuff so long and thinking about it like I know for me in the past I'd always be like an ideas person I'd say I'm going to do this I'm going to do that I'm going to do this but actually none of it would actually manifest because I'd just end up talking about it too much and I think we can do that we can get lost in that and it can be exciting telling people oh, I'm going to do this I'm going to do that but actually it's in the doing is where we really learn stuff that we really grow and I've really felt like I've grown quite a lot the past few years. I've become much more confident talking with people. I've had some pretty prominent guests on the show as well. And God, I felt nervous for it, but I felt so alive doing it and brilliant after it and, you know, all that. So I just want to share the things that have helped me to set up this podcast, how it's become relatively successful in its own right in, in ways, you know, success basically comes down to how we define it. And for me, the fact that I've been doing it for two years is a success. The fact that I am getting people listening to it and people are appreciating what I'm doing and I'm getting interesting guests and I'm learning from that and making you know new friendships along the way, that's a success for me. I think often we can define success as the numbers. You know, maybe my mind at the beginning thought, oh, you know, you'll have so many thousands of people subscribe and you'll have all these sponsors on board within a few years. And, you know, that hasn't really manifested in that way. But I've got so many more things from the, doing this than how you can just quantify it with, say, money or listenership. Because really, generally... That's driven from the ego's perspective. And the other things I feel like it's nourishing for my soul. And I just want to continue to do this for my highest good and potentially inspire and help other people along the way. So it's been quite a journey the past few years. And 
I just want to now move into this episode and I'm, I'm going to give you some tips. Talk about how to get started with it. Talking about coming up with a theme for it. Thinking about do you need any artwork for it? What's your, what you're going to say about the podcast? What equipment you're going to need? You know, where you're going to store all the files? You know, where you're going to record it? How you're going to edit it? What you're going to upload it? You know, tips for doing interviews if you want to do that kind of thing. And when you want to get it out there, how best ways of sharing it. And then, and also added extra stuff that I'm going to talk about, things that you can kind of do, almost like a stage two, because you don't want to overwhelm yourself with too much. You need to take this one step at a time. We can all be pretty good at over overthinking stuff. So the interesting thing about podcasts is they are growing rapidly. There's no doubt about it. As we speak now, there is about a million different podcasts which have got about 30 million episodes in total and that's doubled in the last few years now you might think you've missed the boat i don't really think that's the case because podcasting is still relatively young and the thing is like i said before it's not about the numbers it's about you having an outlet you finding something that you're passionate about something you can channel it into doesn't have to turn into a new career you know, it doesn't have to turn into a bigger revenue stream for you. It can just turn into a really exciting hobby, something that you can get a lot from. So here we go. So getting started, how do you set up a podcast? So first of all, you know, you want to be thinking about a theme for your show. You know, it could be, for instance, it could be something to do with your career and you might, it might be an extension of that. You know, you might be, I don't know, you might be a yoga teacher and then you want to start doing interviews with people who are in that sort of health and well-being sort of field you know it could be that you're interested in horror movies and you just want to talk to people about horror movies or uh, the environment or gaming or anything but obviously goes without saying but just make it something that you're really interested in and then you want to be thinking about do you want to be doing like interviews with people is it just going to be solo or is it going to be a mixture like for me i kind of started just thinking i was doing interviews and then i started to break it up with doing my own ones because at that time i felt like i had things that was worth talking about but on the whole it fitted within the theme of what i wanted to talk about and i kept it quite broad you know and you can keep it quite broad you have to go really specific or quite broad and for me being quite broad with it, there's plenty of room for manoeuvre within that. If you're wondering, you know, what to, you want to start a podcast, you don't know what you want to do it on, it's good to reflect on it, you know, maybe take a little bit of time. The idea for mine came to me when I was on holiday. I was away, I had some time to reflect. And I would I've talk about it a lot in my podcast, like I journal a lot, you know, I get a lot of my thoughts out. I think it's, it's a really great way to, you know, stop everything being such in your head. And it gives you an opportunity just to pull it out there and, that's what I found like I was just you know an inspiration strikes and it comes and it get them ideas down there and that's when it came to me like about the theme that I wanted to do that happened in around about the February time and it took me six months before I launched it but in that time you know I, I did some of the other things that I'm going to talk about then so number one you need to get clear on the theme of your show so number two you know you're gonna to have to think about some like artwork for the show or some description of it write down what it is that you want this show to do, you know, and how you're going to deliver it. And it could just be literally keep it simple, you know, two, three paragraphs just to sum up what it is your show is going to be about. Now, in terms of artwork, 
you know, I'm a designer, so I was able to design my own artwork for the show, design the logo, design the other stuff. Yeah, you don't need to be a designer to do this stuff. You know, like I said, there's a million podcasts out there. There isn't a million designers that have done that stuff, but there's plenty of things that you can use. You can come to me if you want. If you want me to design something for you, I'll happily do that. But maybe a more cost-effective route might be to use a service like something like Fiverr and someone will design you a logo and just see what comes back and you can always reiterate and do some more if you want so that's it number two thinking about your artwork in the description of your podcast now you need to think about equipment now the most important thing for a podcast is to have a good microphone you can use an iPhone if you want you know they're not they're not that bad in technology or any smartphone technology's coming on quite good but I wanted to make sure the quality to be good. I'm, I want to develop the craft. I want it to be you know, high quality as much as I can with the way it sounds, with the people that I'm speaking to and how it looks. You know, I, I want the whole package of it. So for me to get a hold of a decent mic was important for me. Now, I didn't want to just go out and spend you know, a few hundred pounds on one. Instead, I did some research and the one I actually went for was the Blue Yeti. That's what I'm speaking through today. And, you know, it retails for about £120, but I thought I'd get, I got mine off eBay secondhand for about £70, £80. I think, you know, it's definitely worth the investments. And me buying it secondhand meant that if I, what, the money that I was spending, it still had a good resale value. So you don't have to worry too much about, you know, oh, it's dead money if it doesn't, if you lose interest in it or you decide to upgrade it at some point. So me investing £80 it was a bargain really because it's served me well the past few years same goes for like there's a one called the road podcaster as well which is a bit more expensive but again that's a really good one the things that i'm talking about in this as well you know that where you can get a logo farm and the microphones i'll include links in the show notes so you can check them out there yourself so yeah get yourself a decent mic and there's other things you can think about as well but my focus really was just on a good mic on to number four which is recording your first episode and how to edit it and upload it. You want to be thinking about, you want to get a nice space. You want to be a comfortable space, a quiet space, ideally, especially when you're doing it early on. You don't really want anyone in the house. I used to say to my wife, Ruth, I was like, listen, I'm going to record a podcast at this time. Can you just, you know, on this day, could you just kind of give me a bit of space? You know, could you go out for a walk? Could you go do something else? Because when you're starting off, you want to feel like no one else is listening to you. You're going to feel a little bit uncomfortable when you're doing it. You're starting something new. And God, when you first hear your voice back, you start to cringe thinking, oh, and that's how I was early on. You're like, God, is that how I really sound? But anyway, so you want to find a decent place to record it. Now, it depends what you're doing, you know, if you're if you're doing interviews and that's, you know, a different one. But generally, you know, you're going to be sat in front of a microphone, connected to your computer, find a comfortable space, comfy chair, Make sure you've got a glass of water, very important, so you don't get a dry mouth. And, you know, and that's what you're going to do. You're going to you find that space and you're going to record it. So you've, you've done your first episode now. You've sat down, you've recorded it. How you, what are you going to do with it? You've got that, that MP3 file. You want to use some, you want to use a program or two to edit the file. Now, I use Audacity and you can use this on PC or Mac and it's free to download and it's really good. You know, you, you can record it through that actually in the first place. But actually, once you've done it, you can go back and edit it. You can smooth it out. You know, it's quite fun actually tidying up the files and making sure that the volumes are right and make sure no, you know, there's no big massive peaks and stuff. So you can do a lot with Audacity. 
And then also you might want to be thinking, do you can have any theme music to it? Now, I did early on. Now, generally, I don't seem to put that on at the beginning anymore, but I used to. Um, but I still include the theme music at the end of each show. Now, you can use something like, like I think I bought mine for about $15 or £10 or something from something called Audio Jungle. And you can choose a great selection of stuff. And I downloaded that and I just used that. So my setup costs were relatively low. I managed to keep it below £100 for me getting this off the ground. So it's not a huge investment. And that's a great thing with technology these days. We're living in a time where you can share content. You know, there's never been a better time now to create content. You know, you can create your own videos on YouTube. You can do podcasts. You don't, it's relatively inexpensive. Everyone's pretty much got a laptop and a and a smartphone these days. And all you need to do is get yourself, you know, for this, for me personally, think a good microphone goes a long way. So you've recorded it. You, ed- you can edit it through audacity you can apply some music to it again just dropping the files in no it takes a little bit of a while to get your head around audacity but there's plenty of little like five ten minute clips on youtube which can show you how to work your way around it so yeah it can be a little bit daunting but it's actually really fun and it feels good to have done it you know and and to get better at it so you've recorded your first episode you've edited it now you need to think about uploading it so you need to find a place to host your files. So I use SoundCloud, but there's other ones like Podbean and uh, Lisbon. You can, from here, you're able to, once you've got a place to host it, you've got to, then from there, you can syndicate your podcast into an RSS feed. And now for me, it'll be distributed to the likes of Apple, Spotify, and the like from there. And it'll be done automatically each time you upload it onto there. So I upload onto SoundCloud. It, that cost me £10 a month to to host it on there. And I think of that as very inexpensive um, investment for me to be able to do this. So you can use them. So SoundCloud, Lisbon or Podbean are some really good ones. And then also you want to be thinking about where you're going to store your files as well. After that, you know, on your computer, like I make sure that mine are copied on the, up on the cloud, on a cloud server. And I use Dropbox for that. Because the thing is, earlier this year, uh, I've spoke about it in my podcast, you know, we got burgled at one point and my laptop got stolen. And the funny thing was, two weeks before it, I backed up all my stuff onto Dropbox on the cloud. Now, I would have lost all my episodes, all the artwork, everything that I had done. I would have had the files still in terms of on SoundCloud and they would have still been there, but everything that I had in the past, you know, would have all gone in there handy to, to keep hold of and to and to use for, for whatever reason. So make sure you back it up. It, I was just so glad that I backed mine up before we actually got uh, burgles and taken from me. So there you go. Now, number six, tips if you're doing interviews. I was always set on interviewing people because I wanted to speak with people who, I, who was inspiring me, who were doing good in the world. And f- so I got in touch with people and, and interviewed them. Now, it's what someone said to me, I think it was, it was Lucy Purdy, which was my first interview number two that I did. My first one was just me talking about what I was going to do. That's quite a good tip, by the way, for your first podcast, maybe introduce the show, do a 20, 30 minute chat or less if you wish talking about what it is you're gonna be sharing about and then I did that and then I went jump straight into interviews just so people got a sense for it and I've noticed it's 
the first one to date is still one of my most popular podcasts. I think sometimes people will listen to one like it and then they'll go straight back to the beginning sometimes and want to get a bit more of a feel for it. So if you're inviting guests, you know, be brave as well when you're doing it. Like I, I've had plenty of times when I've thought, oh, they won't want to be on it. Like I remember inviting Lee Harris on it, someone who I really admire, someone who's got a huge following and his stuff gets views, you know, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of times per month. And at the time, my show was getting, you know, a few hundred listens per episode. And I'm thinking, I oh, won't come on. But, you know, you'd be surprised who will come on the show. People are grateful that you've asked them. You know, they like to talk about themselves and think it's an opportunity for them to get their message out more. So it's been very rare that I've had actually people say, no, I'm not going to come on the show. It's like a very small percentage. Most people just are really made up to have a chat. You know, you might not reach for the reach for the star straight away. Like I didn't, you know, I, I kind of, I don't want to say played it safe, but I played it to the point where if I would have had some of my recent guests on at the beginning, I would have been an absolute nervous wreck. I would have been terrified in the lead up to it. It would have ruined the episode probably. Instead, you have to like, you know, you take steps towards it. Um, and if you re- if you're interviewing people beforehand, like I'll spend maybe an hour or so researching them, and maybe another thirty minutes to an hour um, writing down some questions that that I've gotten. You know, to start off, if I just did some research on what are good questions to ask or what are good podcast interviews, what does it take to do that? And I'll include links to that. Very helpful. As I've gone on, I've kind of stripped away a lot of them, generic kind of questions and just sort of been much more specific to them. Um, But as time goes on as well, you can simplify. Like some of my best ones I've done recently, I've not prepared before and I felt really comfortable with them people. I've either had them on the show before or I just had a bit of a good sense of what it is, the field of expertise. And I've just gone with that and they've been some of the best ones. So don't overthink it. And don't be too formulaic. Leave room for, you know, the magic, you know, and just like going off on tangents and thinking what inspiration might come to you during an episode. So there you go. You've invited them on. Someone said they're coming onto the show. Now it's time to interview them. So some tips now for interviewing them. So first of all, before you've got your questions, you know what you're doing. You're about to sit down with them. You might be doing it over Zoom or you can do it face to face. Make sure you take a few minutes for yourself. If you if you're going to see them somewhere, ask if you can go and use the bathroom and just literally take a few minutes just to come into your body, to relax, to breathe. I do this thing, I went up to a Tony Robbins event and he was like he has this thing where you like make you move and you kind of use this action that you kind of develop a little bit yourself and it gets you sort of like it gets you in the zone and there's that and then I'll do some stretches as well, especially your mouth. Like think about really like opening up your mouth and and stretching that so you feel like you'll be able to talk nice and clearly. Another tip, put on extra deodorant, especially if you're doing it face to face. It doesn't matter if you're doing it over online. You can smell all you want. But I would find I'd get really nervous doing interviews sometimes early on and I'd really sweat. And sometimes I'd gone down to London to see them or wherever. And then after it, I'd be like, God, absolutely stink now. So have some extra deodorant on hand. Make sure you've got some water as well. And also have a pen and paper can be useful. If you're chatting with someone, something else might pop in your head as you're doing it. Just make a few little notes, get that down because sometimes so many things come swirling up in your head. And then another thing is make a list of things that you have to make sure that you do before you start the interview. The biggest one that you want to do is make sure you press the record button. 
Now, I had did an interview not long ago with someone who was probably the biggest name that I've had on and forgot to press the bloody record button, didn't I? I chatted with him for almost two hours and then I realised I forgot to press it and I felt mortified. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I've done this. I've done like 40 odd episodes and I forgot to press the record button. Thankfully, I noticed and George Lamb, who um, it, the episode was with, was amazing and gracious and decided that we could go on and we did it again. So that one turned all right. But make a little note, um, have a little post-it note if you're doing it, you know, over Zoom or whatever, just the things that you want to make sure that you've got right. So for instance, definitely press the record button. Have you got some questions? You know, have you got some water to hand? Is your mic working? Do a little mic test beforehand. Those are the kind of things that you want to make sure because you don't want to do an interview. And like you say, not only have you not pressed the record button, but actually you've also, the mic wasn't working, you know, it's just going to save you a lot of time. Someone actually advised to me as well, is record it on your phone as well. Just set your phone up close by and record it because if your mic doesn't work for whatever reason, it still gives you an opportunity to take something from it better than nothing. So there you go. And you know what? There'll be distractions along the way. Um, I've done interviews and all of a sudden I live back quite by to a church and the church bells, it was bell practice and they would just be going off or the neighbour's dog would be barking relentlessly or I started an interview at one point and then uh, workmen just appeared outside and started digging up the road. You know, there's going to be loads of distractions and, you know, I interviewed someone recently and he was sat in a busy calf in Mexico and there was loads of noise going on. His, his internet connection kept on dropping in and out and it was like, oh, this is a pain in the ass. But... You find a way through it and you feel uncomfortable at the time, but generally you'll be able to um, edit it after it. You know, it's not going out live. You know, plenty of people will do them live, like Joe Rogan podcast goes out live and and other ones, but I've never wanted to do the kind of the live thing. So yeah, mistakes will happen. You'll get distractions, you'll have challenges, but it's all part of the process. And it's it's one of the things I've learned along the way is that you have to just go with it and let go. Now, okay, so you've... You've done your first interviews, you've put them on to um, platform, whether it's SoundCloud or something like that, it's out now. It's on Apple, it's on Spotify, so you've got your podcast out there. Now you need to think about sharing it. Now, ideally, you want to be consistent with it. I, I do two a month. Now, at times, I've recently, I've started to do a few more I did four one month, I did three another, but I'll do a minimum of two a month. So every couple of weeks, the people who subscribe to my podcast will kind of get a feel of, oh, a new one's coming out. And I'll generally release it on a Tuesday or a Wednesday. Sometimes it slips to a Thursday, but it is best to do it earlier in the week. It can build a little bit of momentum. So you're giving them an opportunity to listen to it and catch up on it. Another thing that I, I didn't do this, but I've heard it's a good technique is to record half a dozen up front and release them all at once. So if people, and if you really like, you know, buzzing and exciting about it, if they've got one or want to jump onto the next one, it's a little bit like, you know, if you're watching a show on Netflix, you can kind of watch them all and it's really exciting and you don't have to wait each week for it. So that can be a great way to build momentum. Like I didn't, this is going back two years ago and I didn't hear that technique. I just wanted to get one out there and you know, and build some momentum that way. And it, me doing that that way and getting the encouragement of people um, saying that they liked it or just you know, generally giving me a little bit of a boost enabled me to keep going doing two, three, four, five, and six. Now you're gonna share it. So how I did with mine, I announced a week before 
that I was launching a podcast. I shared it on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, whatever channels you're on. I announced that and that was like, yeah, that was great for me. One, it got out there that I was going to be doing a podcast. Um, but two, I just got like a load, a big wave of encouragement from my friends and my family and people that I'm connected to be like, oh, that's amazing, you know, and well done. And it's nice to get that. But also you let them know that something's coming. And then the week after I launched it, as I said, you know, I was, I'm like, I wasn't just this pipe dream. I'm going to do this. I'd already done it. It was ready to go. But I was just letting people know a week before that it was coming. And then when it comes to launch it, you know, you, you've got your artwork ready. Um, you you want to go and probably do a few different size artworks. And I've, I've kind of, you know, I've been doing this for two years now, so I've got better at it. But you'll tend to create like an image which works on Facebook, which is like landscape, you know, Twitter's landscape as well. But Instagram, we know, is square. And then also Instagram, you've got Instagram story. So you want to be showing it on there as well. So you'll do portrait images for that. You know, it can be dead easy. Like for instance, my wife, Ruth, she's got a YouTube channel. She's not a designer, but she uses an app called Canva, which enables her to create artwork and to do it all the multiple different sizes and then export it out. So that's a really good tool as well. As I said earlier on, you can use Fiverr to create your logo, but you can also use Canva to help you to do this artwork. So you don't have to feel like too daunted by it. And don't get me wrong, it can feel like what I'm talking about at the time. There's lots of stuff and hopefully you're still with me now if you're passionate about setting up your own podcast. Um, and there's other things that you can do as well. There's a, an app called Headliner where you can take a short clip. You can take like 10, 15, 20, 30 second segments of your episode and you can turn it into this a short track which has got ad artwork it's got subtitles on it's even got waveforms on it so you're aware if you share it on facebook because i know on facebook if you share it on the the sound doesn't automatically start so have the having the waveforms on it gives people an indication that there's sound there and they can press play for it you know but it all depends how far you want to go you know if you just want to record an episode upload it on to the place that you're hosting it and just share it and just do something you know you just you're just doing it because you just want to get it out there but i'm just sharing some of the stuff that's helped me over time to catch people's attention and to hopefully get them to come along and listen to a few episodes so and then there's added extras as well which you don't necessarily need these to start off with but you might want to be thinking do you want your own website like it took me about six to nine months i think before i set up a website I use Squarespace and now that costs me about £10 a month to, to do that. So my ongoing costs are about £20 a month, which is the price of, you know, a gym membership. But like I said, I, get, I feel like I get a lot more out of this. So it's, it's a good investment for me for the future. You might want to think, do you want to do video podcasts? Now, I've always liked in the past to do in-person interviews. I'd love to sit down with people. I feel like I get a much better connection with them. And when I would do them, I didn't really have cameras to take and to set them up. But the beauty of doing them online, particularly with Zoom, is you can record them there for you. And Zoom has been amazing. I know it feels like it's sponsored the recent pandemic. Um, but yeah, I found the video has been to be really good. And some people have come back to me and said, you know, they get feel like they get more out of it because they can feel it, find it a bit more engaging. Because I know when, for instance, I would listen to Joe Rogan's podcast, I would generally watch it on YouTube because I want to see what's going on. Um, but not all podcasts are like that and you can still get a lot out of it because to be honest you know a lot of people 
will listen to the podcast commuting to work, maybe while they're cooking, and um, they're going for a walk or a run. So, you know, you don't have to do video, but I've just started to do it recently, especially with all the ones that I'm recording online. And because the pandemic that's going on now, it's been going on, it's meant that I haven't really been able to do any face-to-face interviews, so they've all been online. And also the good thing about doing them online is I limited myself a little bit early on because it meant that I had to do it within my bubble. Maybe someone would be within 15, 20 miles of me or jump on the train to London or, you know, it can become quite time consuming and it can cost you some money as well, you know, paying for your train down to London just to meet people. But I never really felt comfortable doing them online. You know, I didn't like seeing myself and then seeing them. I get You generally get a much better connection. But if you do do them online and you do do video, Make sure you ask them that they're comfortable with doing the video and just say you're going to do it online, you're going to share it on YouTube or maybe you'll even just record it online with them but you'll just put the audio out. But do you, but do ask them to put, make sure they're on the screen. I did one interview with someone and they, it was like just doing it over the phone. I'd never met them before and I felt really uncomfortable because when you're interviewing someone, you're going off what the facial expressions and, and then you can, you get much more feel for it. Now, I wasn't able to do that with this one and I felt really uncomfortable. So I've made a point now of saying if I'm ever doing it online, I let them know to make sure that they put the video on and they're open to it. And you can also edit it in, in iMovie. That's what I use it in. Um, there'll be other things to do as well. And then when it comes to editing it on there, you can use something like iMovie. Again, it's dead easy. You just put your file in there and you can just choose to like cut out any little bits. You can increase the sound and the volume and then you can export it out as video and also as audio. And if you wish, you can then take that audio file and put it into Audacity um, and then you can really sort of fine tune it. Because I find that if it's a video and it's going onto YouTube, I'm not as precious about the sound as if it's going to be listened to purely through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify. I feel like through them, it needs to be crisper. But sometimes when I think it's through YouTube, not necessarily because there's more things going on. So there you go. Some added extras, you're going to have a website. You don't need one, but it can be useful, especially if you want to start like, connect, connecting more with people and maybe getting them to sign up to stuff. So I've recently started doing an email newsletter, which it's really quick actually for me, but I capture people's emails through the website. I use something called MailChimp, which mean, which is free to use, especially if you've got less than a thousand um, subscriptions on it of people that you're going to put on the mailing list. It'd be really easy just to put it together because you've already got your artwork, you've already written your information about each episode. It's just a matter of transferring it on there and clicking the, the send button. At some point, you might want to be thinking, how can you monetize your podcast? I would say for anyone starting off, don't get in it for this. There's a million podcasts out there and I would say that 90% of them, or more maybe, don't make uh, much money from them. It's more of a hobby, a passion, and you can keep it that way. But there is ways to make an income from it. Now, I set up a Patreon page not long ago, which I mentioned at the beginning of this, an opportunity for people who support the podcast, they like what I'm doing, and feel like they're being a part of it. Because they are anyone who supports you in that way is actually, they're contributing to what you do so it's nice now I don't have a lot of people I think I have about 10 people you know who are patrons of of this podcast but you know actually at the moment it covers the money for 
paying for SoundCloud, paying for the website and a little bit of extra change over, over the top. And that's fine for me at the moment, but but I am open to, you know, receiving, you know, sponsors at some point and, and seeing how that might work. Obviously, obviously, you want to make sure that it fits within your theme. So for me, mine would have to be completely ethical. Uh, people, companies and organizations that are doing some good in the world. Generally, in terms of what you can make in terms of income from sponsorship, they say that you can make around about 20 or 30 pounds per 1,000 listens. Now, it can take you a while to get to 1,000 listens. Like, I've got a few podcasts that have far exceeded that, but generally mine will be in the hundreds rather than the thousands in terms of listens. So maybe not at that position yet where I could be going out saying, you know, do you want to become on a podcast and can generate um, more money for me in some way? Um, but you know some podcasts like can make like seventy thousand pound or eighty thousand pound per episode. That's quite an amazing income, isn't it? If you can if you can do that, I believe Joe Rogan has just had signed a deal with Spotify for a hundred million dollars a year. Now obviously he's in the absolute upper echelons of podcasts, and he's done about fifteen hundred episodes. And you know we're not going to get to that level. I'm not going to get to that level, and that's totally fine. However, I would love at some point for this to support me in other ways to be a multi, a, another stream of income for me rather than it just cover my expenses for it to actually come in so it's something I'm going to be you know seeking that way but there's loads of tips online I'll include some links to that of how you can look at maybe sponsorship further down the line I did have a friend actually I went on his podcast and he got some sponsors right from the beginning it, it was they actually encouraged him to do a podcast and I think he generates about I think about 500 pound a month but but that's amazing I would love love that to think to get something going and to do a few podcasts a month and to get 500 pound for it that's quite a that's quite a nice income and that's something to build on and and also when you've maybe got some sponsors on you're you've got more opportunity for actually even to grow even more because the sponsors are likely to get behind it and share it as well so so anyway there's some added extras you don't need to be thinking about a website doing video podcasts email newsletter and income and stuff at the beginning you just want to focus on what you want to talk about getting your theme of the show something that you're passionate about something that you're excited about get the right kit involved you know which is basically just a decent microphone you can pick one up like i did for 70 80 pound and then you're good to go and you can use software online like i said audacity which you can use for free to edit it you know youtube is free if you're going to be putting stuff uh, on there as well and you know just have some fun with it you know it is like it's such uh it's such a buzz like it's one of the best things i've ever done and don't get me wrong there's been plenty of times when I felt like jacking it in. You know, we can all get excited about something at the beginning. Like I was so excited about putting it out there and I was. And there's going to be times, there has been times over the past few years where that excitement level's not been there. Now it becomes, you know, you become used to something. And that's been a great lesson for me to just keep going with it, keep persevering and realise why I'm doing it. I'm doing it because I love to have really interesting conversations I love chatting with people. So if I can have them conversations with people talking about ideas and companies and, you know, how we can make the world a bloody better place, which I know is a bit grandiose, but but there's people doing it. And I've, I've spoke about this a lot, like there's so much negativity in the world, but there's also so much good. And I want to put more focus on the good 
which I think is so much more stronger when we focus on that way and has much more transformation for our lives. So anyway, that's me just going off on, on why I'm doing it. But it's just keep on going it. Keep on going with it. I believe that most podcasts don't make it past about 12 or 13 episodes. I think people will lose interest. And maybe because they've been focusing on the wrong way, they've been focusing on the numbers, which will take some time to build unless you just manage to catch a lucky break. Or you've already got a decent following. In in some ways, I've got a friend who, uh, Martin Bone, who's got his own podcast. I don't think he's got that many episodes out in the moment, but he's got quite a big following, what he does already. So once he launches it, a lot of people are going to get behind it. But most of us are going to be starting from, you know, starting from the ground up. And if you can have these grand ideas, thinking that you need to have so many people on board or you want to get some sponsorship early on that can be really disheartening and that's what i said where you have to disassociate what you think it is that your ego wants compared to maybe doing it more from a soul level and once you can tune yourself back into that ah no i'm doing it for this i'm doing i'm learning this stuff from it i'm i'm developing a new craft that might lead to something else that's the thing is you don't know what this might lead to like from the back of this i've actually got some clients from it and, and done some client projects through my business, you know, which is completely separate, but they have sort of seen what I've done and, and have asked, what do I do? And that's led that way for me. So you just don't know what doors and opportunities it will open up for you. And like I say, there's things that are unquantifiable, but for me, I've become much more confident at talking to people, much more comfortable now being in front of a camera, something that I never wanted to do really. I didn't really want to put my face on stuff. I almost wanted to be behind a camera, but since then I do them on Zoom and I upload them to YouTube, I've, that's something I just had to get over. So you're able to push through some of your blocks by doing this. If you're thinking about doing it, just go for it. You know, you'll have a great time with it. You'll learn new skills. And this applies to anything. Just go for it. You know, it's like the Nike advert got it nailed on the head, didn't he? With just do it. And remember to just make it up as you go along. You know, we don't know how to do anything until we give it a go. Like I said, you can read all the books in the world. You can watch all, all sorts of stuff. But you just have to start. And it is daunting starting something new. But it's also really exciting. And it can lead to many wonderful things. So you know what? I'm going to leave it at there for today, guys. I'll include all the links that I've spoken about. Hopefully you found this useful. And like I say, if you want to become a member on my Patreon, if you think you've got value from this podcast, I'd really appreciate for the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can support me and what I do and to see where it leads me to. So anyway, guys, until next time, have a good one. Mm -hmm.